Well, Coach Brom got his guy, but is he the right guy? Let's talk about it. Today's quick cast is brought to you by Martin Vintage. MartinVintage.com, where if you enter boiled at checkout, you'll get 20% off. Mom, thanks for watching. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year uh, from your pals at Boiled Sports. Hope your Christmas was a merry one. We're back and uh, wanted to talk about kind of the, the biggest story of the last few days. Obviously, last night it was announced, it was first leaked, but then it was announced that Bob Diaco would be Purdue's defensive coordinator. He'll succeed Coach Nick Holt, which is a Boiled Sports uh, favorite, as you guys know. Uh, but if you don't know Bob Diaco, you could learn about him real quickly. You could go back, check the Boiled Sports archive, do a search, Boiled Sports Bob Diaco. Or you could check our Twitter feed where we linked um, our thoughts on Diaco just a few years ago. In 2016, Diaco was in our third tier of coaching searches. And the reason he was in our third tier, there was a couple reasons. Number one, he was coming off um, an okay season at UConn. Uh, he was head coach at UConn for a little bit following being defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Um, Diaco really had his most successful periods of time under Coach Kelly at Cincinnati and then Notre Dame as their defensive coordinator. At Cincinnati, he was 68th in America, and uh, his teams allowed 381 yards per game. Not very bad, and they were pretty aggressive. That team was pretty aggressive. They, um, they ran a 4-3 and a 3-4, actually, both. Then, when Kelly left Cincinnati to go be Notre Dame's head coach, Diaco really hit his stride and created one of the best defenses in the nation. He made a name for himself at Notre Dame. The great defense from Notre Dame that went to the national title with uh, Manti Teo and company and Manti Teo's girlfriend, that defense was created by Bob Diaco. And a lot of people uh, are big fans of Diaco because of that. That season alone really put him on the map and made him something. That was the best defense in America. That was a primary 3-4. They really didn't switch into the 4-3 there. And that job that he did as defensive coordinator under Kelly led directly to him getting the UConn job. At UConn, here's an interesting side bit. This is probably a big reason why he's at Purdue. At UConn, his defensive coordinator was Anthony Poindexter. Poindexter is the current co-defensive coordinator for your Purdue Boilermakers and will now be the co-defensive coordinator under Diaco at Purdue. So that's a good connection. Um, the UConn defense was okay. They got a little bit better in the second year. First year, they had two wins. Second year, UConn had six wins. They went six and seven. Third season, uh, Diaco was fired at the end of it after a three-win season. I think he started three and four, and I don't think they won another game. One of the things that a lot of fans in America learned about Diaco during his time at UConn is he is a different guy. He is very quotable because he'll, he'll spout off a little bit. He'll say unusual things. He is super energetic. Um, he is super interesting. I would say this is a very big positive. Um, but he'll say things that are sometimes pretty kooky. It, it won't take you long. If you go do a YouTube search, you will find out a lot about Bob Diaco in a hurry. You'll find out what Nebraska fans' opinion is of Bob Diaco. You'll find out what UConn's fans think of Bob Diaco. And obviously, when a guy gets fired and doesn't have premium a premium amount of success... The fan base generally doesn't like him. I would say, let's let's look at something, though, for a second. What we know about defensive coordinators at Purdue, specifically Nick Holt. I don't think many people have much bad to say about Nick Holt. The last season, you could throw it out. Let's do that. Let's pretend for a second that the injuries killed the defense as badly as they did as the offense. And they obviously affected the defense adversely. But the other defenses that Nick Holt weren't great. They were never great. 
and sometimes they were flat out bad. Yet, Purdue fans still have pretty positive feelings about Nick Holt because I think we like the guy. Conversely, not a lot of fans of the places that Diaco has coached have positive things to say because he is such a strange guy. Now let's let's look at this. After UConn, he was fired. Then later, um, he went to Nebraska and he coached there for just one year. He's defensive coordinator for one year in 2017. During his season at Nebraska, Nebraska's defense was 116th in the nation out of 130 teams. Obviously, that's horrible. They were last place in the Big Ten, 438 yards a game allowed. They were a little bit better in points. I think they were 12th or 13th in points allowed in the conference, but not good. Now, was this a product of Riley's system, or was it a product of Diaco's system? Was it a problem with culture? Possibly. One thing at Nebraska, he went back to that 3-4 that he really prefers as a coach. He will switch. He has switched, but he prefers three down linemen and four linebackers. Then he spent a year at Oklahoma coaching linebackers there. That, that Oklahoma defense that he was a part of, he was the outside linebacker coach, I believe, at Oklahoma. They were not great. He had some pretty talented guys. He did his job, I would say. Most recently, he has coached um, under Sonny Dykes at Louisiana Tech. Once again, defensive coordinator. Once again, running the 3-4 almost primarily. Um, they, they run uh, some different looks, which is really fun to watch as a fan. Uh, they take some risks. But really, they're a bend-but-don't-break defense, but they're a little bit more sound than what we saw from Holt's defense, especially last year. Um, Nick Holt's defenses had a tendency to not be very good at assignments. I think that goes back to the fact they were playing so many guys that were out of position and were younger. But it still happened. And um, what we'll see, I think, next year is we'll see a defense that will be very energetic. He is an extremely, and I will hit this again, extremely energetic person. Will he be a good fit at Purdue is the real question. The next time you're on campus, visit AJ's. They have 13 beers on tap, another 20 bottled beers, and it's Boiled Sports' favorite burger on campus. Here's one thing that Purdue has, and the pressure might be mounting a bit. I think, and I haven't seen the official release on this, Bob Diaco will make over $800,000 a year, um, probably in the $825,000 to $850,000 a year. That puts him, as a defensive coordinator, being paid in the top 20. That's a pretty good place to be. Now, does the defense, will the defense reflect that right away? I don't know. This could be really, really interesting. If he comes in and says, we're going to run a 3-4, Purdue's personnel is not very well set up to run a 3-4. And the reason for that, in case you don't geek out on this stuff, is because Purdue's linebacking core is being rebuilt as we speak. They lost Marcus Bailey, obviously, but they've also lost a lot of other parts for different reasons. There are going to be guys that are being in, uh, injected that are JUCOs. There are going to be guys that are being moved in different positions. I think we'll see Graham become a linebacker full-time, which he played a little linebacker last year, and maybe... Uh, maybe uh, Horvath will be moved back to defense as a linebacker. I kind of hope he will be because I think he'd be a very, very good addition. We'll see if that's the case. I'm a little bit worried about the idea of a 3-4 being Purdue's primary defense right away. Specifically, I am just worried about this defense having the personnel to run the system. Purdue has some good parts in place for a 4-3 right away. I think the front would be very strong for Purdue. What will George Karloftis become? 
in a 3-4? That's an interesting question. I think a lot of people, a lot of Purdue fans are wrestling with right now. And I don't know. Obviously, Karloftis is one of the strengths of the defense. This is a good thing that Purdue went out and got a new coach, simply because Coach Holt's defense was not able to do what I think Coach Brom wanted it to do in key situations in the game. So obviously, a change was needed. I'm not saying I'm wishing, I wish Coach Holt to get out of the, the place, out of Purdue, out of God's country, but I think a change was needed. Still like Coach Holt, for the record. Is Bob Diaco the answer? I sure as hell hope so. That's all I can say. There's my uh, not-so-committed take on the Bob Diaco hire. He will be making a good amount of money. I think as Purdue fans, we should expect something within a season or two for the defense to show something not good, but close to great. That's the challenge. Because obviously the offense is going to do inventive things. The personnel is growing up and getting older. And both sides of the ball, the talent is getting better every season. The interesting thing, that Nebraska portion of his, of his career as a defensive coordinator is a real black eye. And a lot of people are having a hard time looking past that. A lot of Nebraska fans are making light and making fun of Purdue. I think that's nothing but positive actually right now. With that being Purdue's first game next year, I hope the Nebraska team listens to the Nebraska fans and thinks Purdue is going to be a joke. Because if they do that, Purdue will be in the catbird seat, will be very motivated and very ready to play that first game against Nebraska. And you can't really know what you're going to play the first game of the season. That's why we always talk about potential. As we're coming out of camp, we really don't know anything coming out of camp. And it'll be the same story this coming year for Purdue when they play Nebraska in Lincoln to start the season in 2020. I'm still very excited about the 2020 season. I think a lot of good things and a lot of things point towards this season being the season where there's real turning of the quarter. Not a six-win season, but a seven, eight, and possibly nine-win season because the way this schedule is designed and because of that personnel that we talked about a bit ago. If they can get some guys healthy, and when I say healthy, I mean 100%, not coming in at 80 or waffling but have the right quarterback in place. And when I say the right quarterback, again, I'm talking about the guy that is a clear starter coming out of camp. Then I think that would be a very good thing. Do I have a preference who starts quarterback? Not really. I like Plummer. I like O'Connell. I even like some of the guys that are going to be redshirt freshmen, true freshmen, and maybe somebody else to arise if he hasn't signed yet, because there's rumors of that too. Stay tuned. This could be a fun few months, especially in spring. Here's what you need to know. Diaco will entertain you, especially when it's not during the season. Diaco will entertain you during interviews. This reminds me a little bit, and I don't want to say completely, of the John Shoup hire years ago, but it's it's much more positive than that because Bears fans had such a negative idea of John Shoup. There are many Purdue fans who are college football fans who know a little bit of Bob Diaco's past. His unusual creation of a rivalry when at UConn with UCF that wasn't a rivalry really it never it never panned out UCF didn't take it seriously um, so there are a lot of reasons to think eh, this is kind of weird uh, there's there's a little bit of PJ Fleck Tom Crean um, Dabo Sweeney Ed Orgeron type of uh, Mike Leach type of uh, talk during his pressers and one, one fan back and forth on Twitter said, well, he's not going to be doing pressers, right? It's still Jeff Brom's job. That's true. 
But if you're a GBI guy, which I am, you'd like to get on Golden Black, he will be interviewed quite a bit on Golden Black. He will also be interviewed by other outlets just because he's the new guy in town. You will hear things that will be head scratchers for you because he's done it in the past. Now, the hope is some of the, the magic that he created at Notre Dame can be recreated here at Purdue because the personnel is right. And if the fit is good, Bob Diaco could be an absolute mother. Let's hope the fit is good. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Happy 2020 to you and your family. God bless you. Hammer down. BS all the time.